NFL fans, stop and go. Guess what? It is the NFL's big picture. It's Fans First Sports Network. My name is Brian Anthony Davis from the Steel Curtain Network. And Wesley Coleman is the host of the show as well. Wesley is from the Dome Patrol. We both like different kinds of black and gold, whether it be the Steelers, whether it be the Saints. But today we're talking about what that playoff picture is going to look like all throughout the league. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever it is, wherever you are, Wesley. Yeah, uh, afternoon here, but uh, ready to get going, ready to talk about the NFL. Uh, see, um, I think things continue to change, uh, like like we uh, like we said. And so, um, are we separating contenders from pretenders? And uh, do we actually have a good idea of what the playoff picture looks like two months from now? Oh, I, I tell you what, I think it's absolutely nuts right now. Uh, absolutely with the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football, that crazy course of events that led to the firing of their offensive coordinator. But they are, we took them out of the playoff picture last week, and I expected to have them weasel their ways back in, but no. But we're going to talk about them as we talk about everybody. But before we do that, let's go ahead and talk about Fans First Sports Network. No matter what the season, no matter what your favorite team is what your favorite sport is we're going to try to cover it here on fans first sports network make sure you check out the website fansforsports.com check out the nfl affiliate that we have wesley coleman has a few shows on there i have this one as well jeff hartman from steel curtain network is on there we also have rob stats guerrera rob is from the san francisco 49ers affiliate affiliate the gold standard we also have scott kennedy from the atlanta falk falcons podcast so with that being said there are so much to talk about here in the entire nfl and we look at the entire league we try to get the pretenders out of there quick and we'll do that as well let's go ahead and start with eh, i tell you what i'm gonna let you decide where we start wesley um i mean let's go to the nfc east uh I mean, I think that uh, we're starting to see some some separation there between the Eagles and the Cowboys um, and uh, just kind of seeing what's going on with the, the league there. Um, the Eagles continue to win. Um, and uh, actually, the uh, you know the Cowboys continue to win too, but it's still two games behind the Eagles. Um, the Cowboys handled the Giants, um, making us, again, the Giants and Commanders, we don't really have to spend any time on with their losing records, and neither one of them is going to sneak back into the playoff picture. The Cowboys 49 to 17. And if I'm not mistaken, they started off earlier in the year beating the Giants 40 to zero. So over two games, they've beaten the Giants 89 to 17, um, which I guess the Giants have an excuse that Danny DeVito was their quarterback in one of the games. Um, <laughs> I, I still, I was sick with the same thing I said last week, where I think this is going to come down to the head to head game. The Eagles and Cowboys will play each other again. The Eagles won um, last week or the week before, um, and I, I think this is going to come down to the wire between these two teams. If the Eagles slip, the Cowboys are going to um, overtake them, though. 
Yeah, they are probably the uh, premier wildcard team here. Whoever is in the East will be the premier wildcard team. You know, talking about the Giants real quick, Daniel Jones, eh, Danny DeVito. Actually, it's uh, his name's not Danny, but uh, maybe they should. Even if they had Dan Marino, I don't think they'd be doing well right now, especially uh, Dan Marino is uh, closing in on his late 60s. So let's go ahead and uh, just say the Eagles – they they do have a tough schedule coming up, but they, they do, they do, and I think it's gonna be the great equalizer. So, what's your crystal ball saying though? Here, I mean, who are you gonna put? I'm gonna stick with what I said last week that I think that just with that tough schedule, has the Eagles a couple more losses, and then they lose the next game against the Cowboys head to head, um, causing the Cowboys to overtake them at the end of the season, and the Cowboys end up actually finishing in first. And I hate yeah. saying it. There's, and if that my, is my favorite team's the Saints, my second favorite team is whoever's playing the Cowboys. So I, I'm, I not, I'm not, that. I'm not enjoying saying this out loud. I just think it's what's going to happen. That game is December third. That's going to be a really interesting game. The Eagles have a great challenge coming up this week, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Finally, a Monday Night Football game worth talking about. Just like we had a Sunday morning European game worth talking about just a few weeks ago. So that's great to see. I don't think they're flexing that game out. No, that's going to that's gonna definitely stick. And <laughs> I know we're going to head over the AFC East. I just want to say on your end, this past week, then all in the, in the AFC, you've got the Bills, the Bengals, and the Ravens all lost games. All people that we were just predicting were going to get back into this. So um, interesting. I can't wait to hear what you say about the different uh, um, AFC divisions. And, and we do start with the AFC East, which those Bills are in. The Bills who fired their offensive coordinator today and promoted Joe Brady, um, former LSU great. Um, oh, so that I did not see that it was Joe Brady who uh, got the gig. Very interesting there. He's a he's had some time in the NFL, hasn't he? Um, he sort of. Um, he came out of LSU. He had the great season that Joe Burrow may have had something to do with um, that made him look really good. And he then went to the Panthers. His luck with Teddy Bridgewater and injured Christian McCaffrey wasn't great. So he got relief from that job pretty quick. He was uh, the, the first guy I kind of let go from that, that uh, coaching staff. So uh, I think he's smart. He's a young, still a young guy. But uh, we'll, see, we'll see what he can do with the parts. <laughs> the Bills what? have underwhelmed. Yes. I mean, wow. They're the uh, Los Angeles Chargers of last year, I think. This is a really disturbing thing going on in Buffalo. And if you look at their schedule, the next five games are absolutely brutal for this team. I do not know what's going on. You have a guy in Josh Allen who, you know, you could blame the offensive coordinator. He's not getting it done either. There is just something strange afoot in Buffalo right now. So I don't know what it is. I just know that that game it was boneheaded the way they lost that game. They had it won. The Broncos come down, and right away they get into they get into position early. They look like they're getting off the field. Pass interference penalty. Next thing you know, field goal missed. And what happens? <laughs> Twelve men on the field. That should not be happening. Especially yeah, and- that late in the game. It's still going to be interesting what happens with the Bills. There are eleven teams in the AFC with um with five wins or more so it's not to say that 
if there's a team that's going to turn it around by just having some uh, a few coaching changes or scheme changes and all, um, I think the Bills can do it. They've got a talented roster. Um, I don't think Josh Allen is – I don't think he's as bad as all the interceptions and turnovers that he's um, producing. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if if eight weeks from now we're like, oh, my goodness, the Bills just fell apart with a losing record. Or, or uh, it's not going to just shock me if the last three weeks of the year they're one of the hottest teams going into the playoffs either. Would I tell you that that schedule is brutal? If they have to be a a hot team in the playoffs, then they are going to really be beating some good teams. They take on the New York Jets coming up on Sunday. Then on the 26th after Thanksgiving, they're going to go to Philadelphia. Not an easy place to play at all, especially when it's the Eagles. After that, hey, why don't you get a bye, take the week off. A week later, though, you're going to Kansas City. So two weeks in a row... On 425 games, the two Super Bowl contenders of last, excuse me, participants of last year, including the champions, the Chiefs, September, December 17th doesn't get any easier. They host the Dallas Cowboys. On the 23rd, they go to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. And that's a very weird team, but the Chargers are a lot tougher to play in California. They've got a reprieve with the Patriots on New Year's Eve. Then eh, it's just the Dolphins. On the last game of the season in Miami, in South Florida, and that South Florida team, Wesley, I I think they're they're probably going to end up running away with this. However, they have proven that they have not been able to beat the gr- good teams yet. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll see what happens with those. I think we've probably spent way too much time on the Bills, who are the five and five loser <laughs> team. Um, I, I, clearly it sounds like the Dolphins, you believe, are going to, I mean, even though they only have a one-and-a-half game lead over the Bills or a one-win lead, um, they only have six wins, um, you see the Jets still getting back in this. Are the, are the Jets going to beat the Bills this week and uh, um, or the Dolphins running away with this and nobody else is making the playoffs? No, I, I kind of think the Jets uh, lost their season at this point when they lost against the Las Vegas Raiders the way they did the other night. The uh, the offense is clearly not there. That defense is going to keep them games, though. But, yeah, it's just uh, the Zach Wilson experience is just not working out. I'm ready to throw them out of the playoff race at this point. Makes sense. Yeah, I agree. And so I think uh, I'm not going to waste any time on the Patriots. I think Dolphins are a lonely team from the East going in right now. And it might be, I don't want to say default, but they're not as overwhelming as they were before. Makes sense. Um, as we head over to the NFC West, I just want to say one thing about one thing you said. You said that the Bills are the Chargers of last year. The Chargers are still the Chargers, though. Like, I mean, <laughs> we'll talk about the Chargers later, but like they haven't replaced them. They've just yes. replicated them. The Chargers are still being the Chargers. They're um, in the fraternity now. <laughs> so uh we head over to the NFC West, right? So um, you know. I mean, the Cardinals are not going to get back in the playoff picture, but it was interesting to see Kyler Murray actually playing a competitive game. I mean, um, there's some rumors that maybe he matured over this injury and and uh, what it took out of him. So it'll be interesting to see. They played a pretty bad team in the Falcons, but uh, it was interesting to see. Um, Rams and Cardinals are not getting into any playoff picture. They've uh, got way too many issues and uh, should be worried about draft stock instead. Instead, we have a tie at the top of the NFC West with the 49ers and the Seahawks. Um, the Seahawks beating the Commanders this week, they gave up 26 points, which I was kind of surprised at. And the 49ers 
destroyed the Jacksonville Jaguars 34 to three in Jacksonville too. Um, not a good look for the Jaguars uh, as far as what, what they're going to look like uh, facing another playoff team. Um, they couldn't run the ball and Trevor Lawrence through two interceptions, only 185 yards passing. It was a bad game. Um, this 49er Seahawks is going to be an interesting, I think, fight down to the wire. Um, they play each other in two weeks, but I and then they play each other the, in a, four weeks from now too. So um, in a sandwich in there, the 49ers are going to play the Eagles. We're going to find out which one of those teams is real. Um, I'm going to right now stick with – I said it last week that I thought the Seahawks were going to win this division. I, I less believe it now that they made the com- had a competitive game against the Commanders and the 49ers destroyed the Jaguars. Um, but I'm I'm not uh, Brock Purdy's gonna have to win a couple more games before I'm back. Uh, I believe a name. I think the 49ers are gonna be the the crazy wild card team that nobody wants to play. I, I'm still going with the 49ers. I'm going to disagree with you again this week. The 49ers for me, I think they got back on track for the Seahawks. They got to get through, like you said, the 49ers, then the Cowboys, and that 49ers game is on Thanksgiving night. That's really interesting. Good watching after uh, your trip to fan hangover. Uh, Like I said, the Cowboys, uh, then they're going to go ahead and take on the 49ers again, then the Eagles. But luckily, those two, two of those games are in Seattle where it's a very tough place to play. If they can survive those four, those four games unscathed or at least maybe with one loss, then they've got the Titans, Steelers, and Cardinals to end their season, so they might be able to salvage it. They just got to get through the next four weeks. But I've got to say that I'm looking at the 49ers. I, I think they've, they're going to start riding the ship now. So heading over to the AFC West, um, you know, you've got the Broncos, Chargers, Raiders, and Chiefs. Um, don't look now. The Broncos are showing a little bit of uh, competitive life maybe. Um, uh, I don't know if there's enough time for them to get it together or if they are, um, they did beat the bills. I'll just say that in a very ugly Monday night football game, but, and then, uh, chiefs and Raiders, is this, is this another one of those that's separating like the AFC East? Is this a one team division with the chiefs and then just a bunch of just junk underneath them? Yeah. Cause I think that the chiefs are, uh, with a three game lead, I over, the Raiders who they have not played yet this season. The Raiders have some new life, but not enough life. Antonio Pierce has made them fierce. I was not trying to rhyme there, but I, I think I I'm going to, uh, but as far as everything goes, I never believed in the chargers. I believe in the Raiders more than I believe in the chargers, but the Raiders offense, that quarterback situation is not good. The Broncos, maybe they could sneak into that number two position, but I don't think anybody's catching the Chiefs at this point. So it's I don't want to spend too much time on the West, Wesley. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of a, a it's a boring division. The Chiefs are going to maybe win the AFC because of the weak division they're in. They get a lot of uh, of wins just by default. Um heading over to a really interesting division in the NFC North. <laughs> um listen, the, the the Bears and Packers are, are garbage they're they're going to be fighting for top five picks but this vikings team i'm going to say it again and i said it last week i predicted that the vikings were going to go on a win streak this is not what i thought was going to happen um not with losing their quarterback and losing uh the best wide receiver in football um 
I I didn't think that. And if I would have told you, if you told me those two people were were being taken away, um, then I would have told you they weren't going to win another game. Maybe. Um, so my Saints lost to the Vikings this week, and this is. It's kind of funny that they're in the same division with the Lions because these two teams are going to out energy you and out competitive you. And they just, you can tell they want to be on the football field. They want to have a, a long, dirty physical game and just want to be the, the bigger presence. I mean, Dan Campbell and his Lions, that's the, their, their kind of, uh, you know, attitude that they go for in games. The Vikings are getting that too. This little chippy, we're just a bunch of misfit toys and nobody believes in us and we're all injured. And then they're, we got five wins in a row. Uh, I, I, I'm not saying they're going to take over the Lions, but the Vikings are a playoff team right now. And I, I just, it's, it's kind of hilarious. And I, I don't know if I can, with a straight face, say that they're going to keep it up and have a winning record. But, I mean, what they're doing is what they're doing. They've won five games in a row. Yeah, and look at their schedule, too. And Jefferson's I... coming back. He Jefferson's coming back. Their schedule is not daunting. Of course, they've got the Lions twice. But remember, when you play the Lions on the last game of the season, Lions might be uh, they might be resting some people at that point. You ne you never know because I think they're they're going to end up running away with this division. So, but you've got to say the Vikings are a playoff team because the other tough game is the Minis is the Cincinnati Bengals. But you've got Broncos, Bears, Raiders, and Packers in there. This could be your shocker surprise of the season just to get to the playoffs. Will they make noise? Probably not. But you got to throw the Vikings a bone right now. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think Justin Jefferson coming back is going to help Josh Dobbs. I'll just say that I do not believe that Josh Dobbs is truly the quarterback that we've seen in the last five quarters that he's played. Um, leading the comeback and then what he did against the Saints. I I don't believe that's what we're going to continue to see. If so, there's a whole lot of NFL GMs that need to be fired for not realizing that Josh Dobbs was basically free and is, you know, a top seven quarterback in the league. Um, so I, I think he's having a great run of momentum. He's got a lot of confidence. I don't see that it, it continuing for the, for the last uh, seven games of the season, though. This is Josh Dobbs' fifth or sixth team. And yeah. And me being a fan of the team that drafted him and had him for a few two stints, they traded him away to the Jags and they brought him back in. He only really started one game for Pittsburgh. He uh, he was underwhelming. The thing with Josh Dobbs, he's a smart quarterback. He is a true rocket scientist with that degree in aerospace. So, you know, the guy is very smart. And that's one thing that Ben Roethlisberger loved this guy. He was the guy Ben Roethlisberger would go to the sidelines and talk to, and uh, he was an extra coach. So he's kind of a coach on the field right now. He's been doing some good things, but I don't think he is even Geno Smith. Let's put it that way. I don't think yeah. he is uh, somebody that teams miscalculated because, like you said, there's a lot of GMs. He was with not only the Steelers, <laughs> with the Browns, <laughs> the Titans, the Jaguars. Cardinals and now this is his sixth team the Vikings man he's a I think the name Josh means you get to play for a lot of teams because who was it like a Josh uh, Freeman that played for a million teams at quarterback 
I'm something like that. But anyways, yeah, the the team I'm going with here, of course, I still I'm starting to you know drink your Kool Aid, your Honolulu Blue Kool Aid, by saying that the uh, Detroit Lions might actually uh, come away with this conference at this. Yes, yeah, I see the Eagles and Cowboys beating each other up, and um, I, the Lions just have can 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 run with it. Absolutely. Well, it's time to go to the craziest division. It's actually time to take a break. Why don't we uh, pay some bills? All right. Yeah, we can do that. And we'll do that. And we'll be right back right after this. This is, I was about to say a different title of a show. This is the big picture here on the Fans First Sports Network. Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Brad Anthony Davis, it's Wesley Coleman. We are with Fans First Sports Network, and we are talking about the big picture in the NFL. Wow, we've got five divisions down. We're uh, in the home stretch right here, and we're talking about my division that I watch very closely, like a hawk. And this is AFC North week when they're taking on each other. This is a big one, Wesley. Yeah, I mean it's it's just like we predicted. You know, the the Bengals lost to the Browns, and the the Raven or the Ravens lost to the Browns, and the Bengals lost to the Texans. I mean, it's exactly what we thought was going to happen with the AFC North this week, right? <laughs> isn't that what we isn't that what we said was going to happen? It's a good thing I don't bet anymore because <laughs> you know I, I've been even though it burns my tongue, I've been drinking the purple Kool Aid and saying that you know this Ravens team is it. 
Um, and like I said, it hurts to say I'm a Steeler fan that lives in the state of Maryland and that makes it even tougher, but I did not see many flaws. We're going to talk about the Texans a little later on because both of our teams have played them this year. I was, uh, I was shocked that they beat the Bengals and I'm shocked that the Browns came back in the fashion that they did. Now, this is an interesting week because now you have the Steelers traveling to Cleveland, very tough place to play. And this is a very good defense and the Steelers do not have a potent offense like they should. So what's going to happen there? Deshaun Watson's not playing though. And remember Nick Chubb still isn't there. You have Jerome Ford, but this is a toss up of a game. And I have a feeling Cleveland might even be favored in this game. It's going to be interesting. You got to decide who you think is going to come out of that and who is going to be the leader. Now, if something happens that Pittsburgh wins, and then on Thursday night, before that, you have the Bengals and the Ravens, and you have the Ravens lose, Pittsburgh is ahead of the division now. Right now, they're a half game behind. So anything could happen. I'm still putting my money on Baltimore. I don't know who to put in for the rest of the wild card. We'll probably wait till the end of the show, but what are your thoughts here? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm still going to believe in the Bengals, at least by the end of the year, having a better record than the Steelers and Browns. Um, I, I I just can't, can't see it going another way. I think, I think that um, the the tech, we'll talk about the Texans later, but they could be just a buzzsaw right now. Um, That is going to give anybody problems. And I I don't think that, uh, um, losing to them uh, is, is necessarily the worst thing right now. Um, it's it's not like losing to the Texans in week two. So um, be interesting to see. Um, I just think that um, the Browns have, if they just will run the ball, um, they really give people problems. But they Deshaun Watson wants to be their star quarterback, and he will screw games up for them. And I don't know. And I mean, I hate saying this because I know it's your team, but like, are the Steelers like the ugliest six and three team that there's ever been? I mean, I, it's 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 so I like they 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 could be zero and nine almost. Like it's just this weird. And I mean, again, they it comes out you it comes out in the wash, and you got to win games. I get it, but I, I can't imagine they're six and three. And the, and I I talk to the fan base. The fan base seems not pounding their chest like we're six and three. It's a it's, it's, it was an ugly road to get to that six and three. It's like sloth from the Goonies and Ursula from the little mermaid. We're in a bar at two 30 in the morning. The last one's there decided to go home together. That's what you have with the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. But guess what? They both got lucky. The Steelers are getting lucky. They're winning yeah. games. They're finding ways to win games. People are on Kenny Pickett like crazy, but the bottom line is the win. You don't care about, you, you really don't care about being outgained if you're winning. The problem is fans are getting fans acted like they lost the other day. No, yeah, uh, they've, well, there's acted like that after a number of Steelers wins this year. And I'm just saying, hey, if it's 2 a.m. and that's what you get at the bar, yeah, take yeah. it home and enjoy it. Yeah. And uh, we've talked about that for a long time here at Fans for Sports Network, especially uh, the Steel Curtain Network, but. Let's just go ahead and say, I don't know where the Steelers are going right here. If they get through the next two weeks 
in the state of Ohio, then look out. They're going to be a playoff team. I'm going to reserve judgment to till I see what happens at least in Cleveland because you could split these two. After that, there's no murderer's row because after these two games, you're looking at, of course, the Arizona Cardinals on December 3rd. Right after that, a game that I think might get flexed, the New England Patriots, because that's Thursday night. So the Pats on Thursday night, December 7th. After that, uh, it's the uh, it's the Bengals, the Seahawks, excuse me, the Colts, Bengals, Seahawks, and Ravens. So they might be okay, but there's some tough ones in there too. Right now, I'm going to say that I'm going to go ahead and say it's Cincinnati right now that I'm looking at as the number five seed with the Baltimore Ravens still winning it. I'm not going to wait until the end of the show. I am going to go ahead and put Pittsburgh in at the number seven seed, and we'll talk about the number six seed in the next division. Well, moving over to the NFC South, um, I hate to claim this division right now because this is, um, I'm just going to say, the one division in football that somebody's going to make the playoffs from it, and it's probably sad that uh, for somebody that gets knocked out. I guess there hasn't there haven't been that many good teams this year, but um, somebody's going to win this division. Right now, the Saints are in first place at five and five. Um, I've have said that I just think that nobody in this division is good, but the Saints would win it based on um, just having a little bit better roster and winning some head-to-head games. I don't know anymore. It's them or the Buccaneers. One of them is going to win it. Um, the Panthers are incredibly bad. The Falcons just they don't have a quarterback. It's sad to say that the Buccaneers uh, with Baker Mayfield could win this division, but it's going to come down to their last head-to-head game against the Saints um, to see what happens. One of them's got to make it, and nobody's going to care about going on the road to one of those places for a playoff game. I'm going to defer to you right now, and I'm just going to go with what you have to say because I don't believe in any of those teams. If I have to believe in one team, it is the New Orleans Saints. That's not because you're here, because they are the best of a, a rotten bunch. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of the, what's probably going to end up happening. Let's take a look at the AFC South now. What so are your over to the AFC South, we kind of uh, beat around the bush talking about the Texans a little bit. Uh, uh, Jaguars just got absolutely destroyed by San Francisco. We we referenced, um, but you got the Jaguars, Texans, Colts, and Titans. Um, I, I, I think we can agree the Titans don't belong. The Colts are five and five. Is there a chance for them to? make some waves here or is this a jaguars and texans division it's the jaguars and texans division the the colts can be your bubble number eight team they might be uh surfacing they might make some noise but i'm gonna go crazy here i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna pull it out i'm just gonna because doesn't matter nobody's going to vegas on what i'm saying i'm saying the texans are gonna win the division yeah, I mean, right now, like, it's not a crazy thing to think that. Um, C.J. Stroud, I mean, I watched the, the Texans beat the Saints earlier this year, and he was not playing at an MVP level. Um, he is playing at an MVP level right now. Um, I don't know if this is how long it continue. Um, I think that uh, the – I can't imagine, and I love thinking about how the Panthers feel, of that Frank Reich apparently wanted to draft CJ Stroud and the owner who knows, I guess, nothing about football um, overrode him. And I think that's hilarious. 
um, and they're going to pay for that for years. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's not crazy. It's a one-game lead for the Jaguars. It's not crazy to think that the Texans are going to overtake take them in the, and win this division, and that would be a fun sports story for sure. I mean, they don't, they play the Jags head-to-head coming up um, in two weeks, but they've got the Cardinals, the Broncos, the Jets, the Titans, the Browns, the Titans again, and then the Colts on the last game of the season. It is conceivable. This is one of the best stories in football. I am rooting for the Houston Texans. Even though they beat my team in week four, there's no reason not to root for the battle red. Yeah, I mean it's 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 fun. I, I mean I I've never been a Trevor Lawrence believer. Um, this is I think it's fun. I'd I'd, I'd love to see Cedar Shroud and the Texans just shock some teams. Yeah, it, that would be a great story. Just like I, I still think the Detroit Lions are a great story as well. So with that being said, there you go. That's the big picture. It keeps getting fuzzier. We try to give it some kind of clarity here. It's a mess. It honestly is a mess. <laughs> but that gives us a show, doesn't it? <laughs> Hopefully it gets a little bit better over the next few weeks. This is it's a weird league right now. Yes, and thankfully that we have the Fans First Sports Network to go ahead and talk about it every single week. I'm so blessed to have Wesley Coleman beside me. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. It's time for us to get on out of here. Stick with us, and we will try to keep you clear with the big picture as we go on through. Enjoy football, everybody. We'll see you. Have a good one. <laughs>